Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Well, good Monday, everyone. This is the beginning of a new week, and we are picking up our study on the church. I hope that this past weekend you have been to church. If you have been listening to these programs and you are not a regular attender, I hope that you have been motivated by listening to our study on the church and that you actually got out to experiment and you found a church yesterday. And I trust that it was a good experience for you. Well, we have been looking at the church, the different aspects of the church. You know, the church could be likened to a diamond. You know, when you pick up a diamond, it has different facets. It's been cut in a certain way that light can refract through the different surfaces of the diamond. So it is with the church. We have been looking at so many different facets of the church. How the Bible describes the church as a body. It describes it as a building. It describes it as a flock describes it as being one bread, and and on and on. And we want to go on today and pick up where we had left off on Friday, speaking from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it describes the church as a body, and that every member of the body needs to participate and receive from other members of the body, and also contribute its part to the rest of the body. We saw that if we are going to accomplish a task, then the whole body needs to be involved. No one member can do the work. It takes all the members working together. And we gave the illustration of trying to just move a simple object from one desk to another. How no one member can do that. This is something that requires the whole body to be involved in. It requires our feet, our legs, our arms, our hands, our eyes. And that's not even to describe all of the things that are happening behind the scenes, such as our heart and our lungs and the bloodstream and all that's happening in those areas. And so it is with the church. We are an entity that must work together to accomplish God's purposes on earth. He has a work for us to do, and it is an amazing work. It is establishing God's kingdom on earth. We are the body of Christ. And just as on earth Jesus had a physical body, and just as through that physical body Jesus manifested the life of God, so we are the physical body of Christ on the earth today, and we are to manifest his life. You know, the story is told after Jesus ascended back into heaven, the angels, of course, welcomed him and questioned him about what he had accomplished on earth and said, did you build your church? And he said, yes, I set the foundation for the church. And they said, well, who's going to build the church? And he said, I left it in the hands of 12 men. And they looked at each other. They mean Peter and John and James and Bartholomew and Thomas. You left it in their hands? And he said, yes. And they said, are you sure they can do it? And he said, I have no other plan. You see, God has no other plan but us. He has no hands but our hands. He has no feet but our feet. He has no other means to express himself on this earth than through the church. That is his plan. That is his only plan. 
You know, as I was thinking about this, I ran across a memorandum that was supposedly sent to Jesus from the Jordan Management Consultants in the city of Jerusalem. And the subject was Staff Aptitude Evaluation. And this is the memorandum. Thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you have picked for management positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests and we have run them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultants. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you are undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel that it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus definitely have radical leanings, and they both register a high score on the manic-depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He is a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contact in high places. He is highly motivated, ambitious, and innovative. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. All the other profiles are self-explanatory. We wish you every success in your new venture. Well, of course, that memorandum never was given, but it certainly illustrates the kind of material that Jesus had to work with. You see, we are not to just use our own abilities and our own talents. We're not chosen because of our strengths, but these men became disciples simply because Jesus called them. And when he called them, he enabled them. And he gave them a vision of what they could be. And he was with them. In fact, later when they got such notice and people wondered who they were, it said they took note that they had been with Jesus. You know, that's the whole key. It's not the outward abilities that we have that enable us to be used in the body of Christ and become members of his church. But we come simply in humility. We come to Christ and we yield ourselves to him and we invite him into our lives. And then by his Holy Spirit, he comes in and he changes us and he transforms us and he gives us power and he gives us gifts that enables us to accomplish the task that he wants us to do. Now, we're all individuals. We've all come to Christ. Now he puts us all together into the church. So we shouldn't look at our own abilities and wonder whether we are able to accomplish something or not. You know, I came across another writing, and I thought this was interesting. It says this, A basketball in my hands is worth about $19. A basketball in Michael Jordan's hands is worth about $33 million. It depends on whose hands it's in. A baseball in my hands is worth about $6. A baseball in Mark McGuire's hands is worth $19 million. It depends on whose hands it's in. A golf club is useless in my hands. 
A golf club in Tiger Woods' hands is four major golf championships. It depends on whose hands it's in. A rod in my hands will keep away a wild animal. A rod in Moses' hands will part the mighty sea. It all depends on whose hand it's in. A slingshot in my hands is a toy. A slingshot in David's hands is a mighty weapon. It all depends on whose hands it's in. Two fish and five loaves in my hands is a couple of fish sandwiches. Two fish and five loaves in Jesus' hands will feed thousands. It depends on whose hands they're in. Goes on to say, nails in my hands might produce a birdhouse. Nails in Jesus' hands will produce salvation for the entire world. It all depends on whose hands they're in. You see, we look at our own abilities many times. And we might feel, there's no sense my even trying. I can't do anything. But he can actually empower us. He can live his life through us. He can give us strength that we normally wouldn't have. He gives us wisdom that we wouldn't normally have. I think a good way to look at this would be to see our lives like a glove. And when you look at a glove, you realize it has no ability within itself. It has no ability to accomplish anything. But if you put a surgeon's hand into that glove, what could be accomplished? I tell you, some delicate operations can be performed. That which you see outward is the glove. And yet it is not the glove that's doing it. And yet it is the glove that's holding the instrument. And if anyone was to look at that instrument, they would see the glove. That would be the outward form. But it is the hand in the glove that has the skill, that has the ability, that has the knowledge to carry out the delicate operation. And so it is with us. You know, many times we can look at ourselves and we can feel pretty limp. And we say, well, I have no ability to do anything. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the understanding. And God knows that. All he wants us to do is just yield ourselves to him. Just humbly come to him. And let the hand of Christ touch us. You know, there are so many places in the scripture where it talks about Christ reaching out his hand and touching people. I tell you, I remember the time when Christ reached down and put his hand on my heart and he squeezed it as it were and I felt his presence and I yielded to that and I surrendered to him and then I offered myself to him to be used. I still look at myself and I'm amazed that God uses me. That's how Moses felt when he was called to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. He felt inadequate. He felt he couldn't do it. But God sent him and the children of Israel were delivered. We always overestimate other people's abilities and underestimate the abilities that we have. What we really need to see is that it really doesn't matter how much ability that we have. What really matters is whether we'll let his hand grip our heart and touch us and enable us to do the things that he calls us to do. He can take that which in our hands is useless But as we put our hands in Christ's hands, he then allows us to hold eternal things and be involved in eternal purposes and bring about his will upon earth. It's a tremendous thing to be part of the church because the church is God's plan. It's his body. It's the fullness of him that dwells all in all. The church has a great task to perform and we have the privilege of being part of it if we only connect with the church, with the body of Christ. Well, our time is up for today. 
We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.